This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hey everybody, Uh, welcome to The Soul's Journey. My name is Tom Jacobs, uh, your host from tdjacobs.com. And um, today we're talking uh, further about uh, evolutionary astrology, this astrology that looks at how people change over time. And honors free will and choice and emphasizes uh, responsibility, but also conscious awareness. And uh, we do have a guest on we'll bring on in a few minutes. I'm really excited for the first official uh, guest to be on the show. Um, first, I'll do a couple of uh, announcements. Um, I'm still doing a reading sale till December 15th. It's $25 off a 60-minute consultation. And uh, go to tgjacobs.com to, to book yours. And also, uh, the Soul's Journey sound bites are... Uh, moving off my desk uh, uh, rather smoothly and in a flowing way. So I encourage you to check those out for, for fantastic holiday gifts, 15-minute MP3 readings uh, of the soul, an overview of the soul's journey. Somebody recently said, you need to charge a lot more for these because I've listened to it 10 times and it's amazing and I'm going to listen to it another 10 times. So you should um, you know, get on my site and order yours uh, <laughs> for you and, and as gifts uh, before I get wise and raise the prices. Uh, and um, yeah, um, there's a new uh, MP3. Sorry, I'm a little. I just have to be honest with you because I'm uh, I'm getting grounded right now. But I I had a day of unexpected channeling, and uh, I was uh, minding my own business this morning, and um, Judy came knocking, and I I complied. I had a I had some free time, and I'm happy to do it. But then suddenly the day flew by, and here I am. And um, the stone I usually use for grounding, the gemstone, it's called Tiger Iron, um, actually opens the door to channeling so i can't use it <laughs> so i'm improvising for getting grounded right now as the show starts so uh but there is a new uh the, the one i did today is is not yet available but there is a new one i released a few days ago um which i was asking uh Jehudi about what we were going to do for all the uh, 2012 hoopla uh, the the uh, people you know running around like birds without heads being nervous about the terrible earth changes or terrible things that may be happening and you know Coincidentally, I don't know why these Mayans would schedule the end of the calendar uh, right around Christmas. It's just absurd because the you know everyone's got shopping to do, but uh, that you know that's how it is. So this, uh, I asked him what we we're going to do, and he responded with, "Here, do this um, uh, channeling and meditation, channel meditation on increasing immunity." I thought he was uh, indicating it's winter in parts of the world and people get colds and the flu a little more often now than other times of the year. And uh, that, as I channeled it, I realized that was not the case at all. <laughs> but it's about um, making the decision that we are safe and strong, thereby increasing energetic immunity, which increases uh, physical immunity and uh, increases health on all levels. So go to my site, tdjacobs.com, and see that. Uh, there is a link from the homepage, about halfway down on the right-hand column, uh, Ascended Master Judy on increasing immunity under the new MP3s section. And uh, I'm very excited about that. It's about 35-minute teaching and then about a 25-minute 
meditation, and they're in two. It's in two MP3, so that you can listen to the meditation repeatedly and not have to queue, you know, in a longer file. And it's about an hour long. Uh, it's it's pretty. It's very exciting. It's basically Judy's answer to if you asked him what's going to happen in 2012, he wouldn't give you any predictions. He would say, "Why don't you work on your immunity? Why don't you work on removing fear out of your life? Why don't you?" Work on giving back energies that don't belong to you and increasing your level of having made this decision that you are safe. Because as a divine, powerful, creative being, your safety, your immunity, your susceptibility to disease in the form of, you know, physical bugs and germs. He also debunks the germ theory of disease from allopathic medicine during the, the MP3. Uh, but you're, but also, you know, the energies picking up from other people. And as 2012 amps up, there are this, notion of 2012 amps up as we get closer to the, the calendar date that is assumed to be the, the, the date important in the process, the end of the calendar, the fears can be rampant and viral, you know. So uh, so this is this is the answer. It's increasing immunity on my site, ttjacobs.com. So um, now I'm going to welcome the, our guest, my guest, our friend, uh, Glenna Bain. She's an evolutionary astrologer from uh, Ellensburg, Washington. And uh, Glenna was a participant in the uh, emotional archaeology intensive that I taught uh, in Yakima, Washington in September of, of 2011. It was a small group of, of seven people, and we spent two days uh, really looking at soul and astrology and choice and Pluto, the nodes, and, and karma and all these things and how to change karma, how to dig below the strata of emotional layers that we carry with us from this life and other lives, gently uncover things, dust them off, and then learn how to change the karma. And it was really the first uh, opportunity that that I created to explain to a group of people and also record it, <laughs> the process of changing karma. And now that workshop recording has become the soul's journey to emotional archaeology, which you've heard me talk about uh, a little bit in previous weeks. So, Glenna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being willing to come on and uh, jaw with me on this. Oh, my goodness. It's my pleasure, Tom. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of Appreciate course. It. Thank you. Well, so so you are an evolutionary astrologer. And um, could you tell our listeners um, what your site is so they can go look you up as well? Sure. I have a website. Uh, it's seeingheart.net. Seeing, like as if your heart is seeing, S-E-E-I-N-G, uh, heart.net. And then you can also find me, uh, I have a Facebook page, and it's uh, Seeing Heart Astrology with Glenna Bain on Facebook, or also check me out on Facebook just as Glenna Erickson Bain. Great. Thank you. Thank you. So I know you were you were recently doing traveling uh, in Europe and doing workshops of some kind. Could you tell us a little about what you've been up to? Yes, absolutely. Well, it was a kind of a lifelong dream, actually, to be able to travel and um, speak about something I care about so much. And so going to England um, was really a dream come true in terms of getting to lecture. And I did a workshop there on transformative awakenings with the group of 11 women um, okay. and uh, we were talking about basically Pluto and Uranus squaring each other being the evolutionary push this crisis in action right now to wake up and move forward with this deep transformation right. love 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 what you were talking about about the um, you know channeling you were doing in the fear uh, energy that's wasted in that. I was just walking by yeah. the ocean today here in, in uh, Central California, and this question came up. Why do we waste 
so much energy hating and fearing? <laughs> that, oh, that's a beautiful question. Oh, it dude, is. What do you think? Oh, me? What do I think? Yeah. I think because we have these, in part, because we have identities that are attached to painful memories that we have and, you know, that we carry. And then we're not sure who we would be if we didn't have those identities. I think that's that's the first thing that comes to mind, maybe one part of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That yeah. That's the first thing. Well, what, what, did you come up with an answer? Tell us what, what answer you came up with. Well, I just, it was sort of, why do we do that? Like, why do we want to keep yeah. doing that? And what would happen if we took all that energy that we spend fearing and channel it into a direction of moving forward through open-hearted expression yeah. in the world? And I just thought, oh, my gosh, it gave me a hot flash just thinking <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, well, so speaking of that, let's 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 talk about the the workshop uh that you that you attended with me and and that that process of, you know, digging below the strata. Speaking of like wasting time on fear and just, you know, fear and hatred. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, now it's been um if I can count almost a year and almost 3 months uh, since that and and um you your your chapter in the in the book in the soul's journey to emotional emotional archaeology is actually the longest one we we ended up on a couple of tangents within your story that really kind of expanded the conversation um so so readers can get that book and kind of um learn all about you you know and and, uh, work with your chart and see a juicy story but you know part of that is actually my interaction with you where we kind of had a little bit of tangling of the horns going on right and I right. love how, I mean, that's my really my favorite part of the story when I think about how um, I went ahead and kind of stood up to you and said, Tom, you know, blah, this isn't working for me. And you came back right. and said but this. And I mean, it's a great story. Yeah. And yeah, it is. Um, b- being able to bring it back up in the in the workshop and kind of also just digging into those tender places that you're like, oh, do I want to risk you know, um, bringing up something that might not be too harmonious, but what I love right. about it is that I felt so much closer to you as a result of, you know, kind of mustering the courage to go, here's what I'm struggling with, you know, and, and you came back and met me and we went, you know, back and forth and it, it was, uh, talk about emotional archaeology, know. you know, but, but I, know. I felt like you held the space for me and um, it just felt really useful. So it, it makes a good story in the book. It was amazing to go back and read it. And oh, think, yeah, I'll bet. T- yeah, tell me about it. Tell me about reading it. What it's like, because obviously it's a little different than memories or having the recording. You know, well, you know, we, we shared a story about how um, one, of, one of the pieces, I don't want to give it all away because I want people to read the book. It's worth the whole um, thread of it. But and I have a really clear memory of when you did my first reading for me and I'm lying in bed and I was really down. It was very strong, you know, transformative Pluto time. And you yeah. said something, I think, along the lines of, Gwenna, you know, I know that you're scared to go down into these dark places because you think you might never come back. And I said, <laughs> Tom, I go, I can't even vacuum. I have clients coming over and it's like, I'm afraid, you know, that they're going to think I'm, you go, what, what are you going to think? What are you afraid of? Tell me more yeah, about that. You know, right. I'm like, well, I think they're going to think I'm a, a lazy slut. Right. <laughs> right. And, right. Then, and then what you said to me, I'll never forget. It. You're like, you know, really the answer to that is different. You go, you're just simply a woman who's choosing not to vacuum. Right. Right. <laughs> And how simple that could be. Never forget that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, good. Um, Yeah, it's it's interesting because um, 
you know, for you, you, you know, a person carrying a belief like that, of course, that fear of, of what you might be or be seen to be. And, it, you know, we all, we all carry these. We, we yeah. all carry these. I mean, I get nervous every time, you know, when that theme music comes on at the beginning of the show, because my 10th house south node, I, I have a fear of, um, you know, being seen to be not professional or something like this, right? And I, I realized today I was thinking, I was riding my bike and I was thinking, I wonder if, I wonder if I have some past life where I'm being laughed at in public because part of me carries a fear of that. And yeah. it's like, you know, it, it, and if I had someone say to me, it, you know, kind of how I said that to you, like it could break, you know, it can really break the, the wave that's kind of always threatening, uh, <laughs> you know, to crest, you know, that kind of, oh no, what's going to happen now? Well, Maybe it did happen. It, it feels like an impending tsunami to me. <laughs> I, I yeah. mean, to the pressure of it. But yeah. yeah, just the way you helped me kind of face that dark place. Because I had times when I was really like laying on the floor of my closet thinking, I wonder if I can get any lower than this. Do I, do I <laughs> be here? You oh, know, I'm just yeah. really low. Like maybe something could come and just squish me right now. You know, I'm, I'm sure people can relate to this and I'm sure you can. I mean, We've been in deep places before, um, but no, your your workshop was beautiful because everybody had a chance to kind of, in a such a tailor made way, you know, get to look at some of those deep places together, and we could kind of hold it for each other, and um, that's what I love about the workshop format. Not to mention, it was at this beautiful, you know, enchanting places of spirit there up on the mountaintop. It's such right. a sacred space, anyway. But right. you know, I will never forget that. And that was a, just a blessed time. Really oh, great. great. That's great to hear because I'm curious, you know, after a year had passed, like, uh, you know, how, how, how you, you know, just kind of how the dust had settled and what, what had happened. And because it was, it was special, but it was also very intense. And, you know, my way of approaching Pluto is, uh, I mean, you know, of course I, I'm human. I have my blind spots and Achilles heels and my preferences for not, you know, looking in dark attics and things. But, but my approach definitely when I'm working with clients and feeling inspired <laughs> is to say, what, is the fear and yeah. you know people dance people do like little you know like two steps and little jigs to try to and i'm like no 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 stop like yeah whatever you're so saying is, do is like deer in headlights okay really i have to look at this yes. like grabbing your horns just going right. oh God, okay ah. right and you know for me pluto venus and libra in the 12th i i thrive on making this the subconscious conscious i mean i like the the, the happiest part of this work for me is when a client or a student gets it you know, say, and I say, what are you afraid of? And that person well, says that I would be, you know, whatever. And you can say, well, what if that's not, what if it weren't like that? What if it's not true? Right. Which that's, brings yeah. back to kind of where we started in this conversation of why do we waste so much energy yeah. praying, in, in my case. And I think it frees up so much more. I'm surprised, you know, to answer your first party yeah. question about what is different now. Um, you know, so much leaks out that you're not conscious of when it's in the subconscious. So being able to invite it up and look at it and go, oh, ah, okay. Now I ha have all that energy left for where exactly. I'm going to put it next. Exactly. And what's funny, as I was walking back from the ocean today, the sun was right at my back and I was walking in my shadow. And I thought about that analogy of, I don't know if when you were little, did you ever like try to get away from your shadow? Like, how can I... Yes. You know, get it off my foot type of thing. But this shadow is always there. And, 
Yeah. It's like, it's really, I loved the metaphor for today because it was like, ah, Tom and I are going to be talking about this. And it's like, when I turn around, I see the sun. But if I'm always facing the sun, that's right. then I'm going to miss this part. And, and so in my life, what I've really appreciated is being able to have, you know, the ability to just look at it and not have so much just sheer terror. So, but going through Perfect. that process was important. Perfect. Yeah, I think I think we all need to go through an, an emotional archaeology process because it it requires you know a gentle, slow approach. Like I didn't, we didn't sit down in there, you know, and then I see you know so and so has Pluto in whatever house, and I didn't cut to the chase. I didn't say, oh, this is your deepest fear, you know, no. because it. It cracks something. It's like the earth cracks and the, because that's what we're afraid of. We're afraid of the trauma of having our own like surface cracked open. But if yeah. you say, you know, and the way I do it is, you know, uh, if you, if you understand Pluto in, in a house and sign as having a certain set of soul level intentions, but then understanding, you know, like, like to become empowered, self confident and, and self loving through this way of being in this part of life, but then you have to factor in the reality that when you set out to be strong through dualistic terms, half the time you find out you're not strong enough. And so the, the, the deep pain that comes with that. So it's kind of like edging into, you know, is it okay if I talk about this? Is it okay if we go the little three steps further? You know, and everybody in the workshop, uh, well, as I was tra- finishing the transcription, I was just lit, lit up on, uh, with inspiration because every single person in the workshop opened up and every single person not only shifted something, but revealed that he or she had already been learning something critical to that soul's journey. And it was just, you know, it was like the best of both worlds. And so I was so proud to release that book. We're going to, we're going to actually uh, take a, our first break now and, uh, give you, give, uh, listeners the phone number to call in with your readings for, for me and or Glenna, uh, preferably both of us. Let us, let us tag team your chart. The number is 877-230-3062. Once again, 877 877- Two three zero three zero six two, and we actually do have one caller uh, lined up whose name is Ann. So Ann, stay with us, uh, and we're going to take our first break now. is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. 2012 is here. To evolve now, we must understand ourselves on all levels. It's time to live more consciously, release the past, heal our emotions, and develop solid boundaries going forward. What's the bottom line? We need to be present. 
A Living in the Present Tense Astrology Report by Tom Jacobs explores four points in your birth chart to help you upgrade your experience of energy and emotion. Pluto, Chiron, Lilith, and the asteroid Lucifer as Lightbringer are explained to help you heal and experience your multidimensional self. Readers call this report amazing, beautifully written, right on the mark. Join others living in the present tense today. Order your report through tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. I'm your host, Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And uh, we're, we're here today with evolutionary astrologer Glenna Bain talking about emotional archaeology and digging under the strata uh, of uh, karmic fears and uh, uh, things we try to avoid that we carry and uh, gently healing things and changing karma. And we have our first caller. Uh, her name is Anne. Anne, are you here? Hi, Anne. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, hi Anne. Yes, thank you. Can you can you just tell me what time you were born? Could you confirm that for us? Five twenty-two a.m. Okay, thank you. Okay, great. So, um, so you're here with me and Glenna, and uh, what's your what's your question? Uh, I have tons of questions. I have to narrow well, pick, it down to one. I actually yeah, pick the adore, one that rises adore, to the surface. Yeah, adore Glenna. Um, I believe in, in all sincerity in my heart that um, I've learned so much over the past year with this Pluto transit and, of course, the uh, zap zone, the scorpion piece that's going on that I have to write my book, and I'm finding okay. so many distractions. Okay, right on. Let me let me interrupt both of us for a second. I, I failed to give the listeners your birth data, although so let me do that oh. so they can pull your chart up too, and then we'll come back. Uh, Anne was born July 20th. 1964 at 5:22 a.m. in Okinawa, Japan. Okay, so yeah, um, yeah, Glenna, what what about this? What about this this Pluto transit and the and the writing the book? What do you think about that? Well, I want to hear what you have to say because oh, okay. I, I've spent a lot of time with Anne, but I'm oh, a little right shocked because I always thought her birth time was 5:22 p.m. So I'm um, thrown for a loop here a little okay, bit. Okay, little Mercury retrograde hangover, and you get to find <laughs> out that you know Jupiter retrograde in Gemini. You found out a mistake. That's great. That's good. All right, thank you. That's always oh, 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 wait, Tom and Glenna, wait. Yeah. I have a military birth certificate, and so they put the X on the AM and not on the PM. So I'm, I'm assuming that means that they X the AM, meaning that was when it was actually occurring. Uh, I'll bet because um, you have Pluto in the third, and for you to feel pressure to write a book fits that really clearly. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, so so writing a book. Let me just run through this quick. Like Pluto in the third, uh, you know, it's incredibly important for you to to get your mind straight. You know, it's a it's about perception and thinking. It's about communication. It's about education as well as the writing and speaking. In Virgo. You know, very process oriented, and Virgo's about responsibility and and uh, analysis, and sometimes, lots of times, criticism. So for you, it's kind of like it's very possible for you to criticize yourself out of writing or even starting a draft, or you know, um, there's also an idea of you probably, perhaps, at different times, may have attracted criticism from others to match the karma that you're broadcasting. Of I'm not sure I should speak or I'm not sure I could write. You know, something like that, kind of perhaps some self-doubt about that. And But here's the thing. 
uh, you're having a progressed new moon, progressed sun and progressed moon uh, within like a two degrees of this Pluto. So it's kind of like this major, you know, life life uh, event uh, is happening, you know, in your third house near that Pluto. So of course you're feeling, you know, the feeling the pressure to let go of some old karmic doubts and fears. Essentially, if anyone ever told you your voice wasn't valuable, just say thanks for the reflection that I used to believe that. <laughs> you know, like to to move in. Does that make sense to you as far as how your mind works and how your writing works? Yeah. Yeah, totally. self-doubt. I mean, yeah, don't, just yeah. self-doubt was huge, and to the point that um, five years ago I started this blog, and the blog actually meant something, and it was so confirming and validating for me. And then the blog evolved into the concept of the book. And wow. in all my relationships, it's been, you know, stand up, speak the truth, speak from the heart, yes. um, do all the things that are, are true and, and have integrity. Right. Yeah, if I can just say one other thing about this Pluto in the third, you know, the, the, the karmic balm is that honesty and that heals a past of experiencing dishonesty or not quite the full truth that felt like dishonesty uh, or felt like, you know, withholding and, and, and perhaps probably you have experienced having to tell a lie to save your skin and you probably experienced other people telling you lies when they feel like they have to save their skins. So, like, truth for you is the healing balm, but also fear can come up with that Pluto too. So, so Glennon, do you have the do you have the uh, the chart? Yes, and I'm I'm Jump just in. I have to yeah. say that this is funny because Anne and I have been working with her chart for a long time, and it's always yeah. been on the PM. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh yeah. Well, like I said, Jupiter retrograde in Gemini. You're finding yeah. out that there is a piece of data, right. you know, datum that was wrong. So. But I also think that it's so funny. The universe has such a sense of humor because the way we've worked with it kind of upside down or whatever, it's a whole different kind of thing, and yet it's the same. So Exactly. Um, <laughs> I think it's such a funny joke. It is. I'm it is. I'm excited to be able to now explore this whole new chart. Yeah. And, and the other thing is that this north node and cancer in the um, 12th house with her Gemini energies there, that gives a whole new perspective of me. You know, that the Mars and Venus together in Gemini in the 12th, um, it, it just brings in this really strong Mercury. You know, you're talking about the Pluto in the third and that kind of thing. So I just feel so much more of her. Anne's got a very, she's very intuitive. And mm-hmm. um, and here's, you know, Neptune coming to her Saturn now in the eighth. And so more intuitive sensitivities coming in and she's such a strong woman and a revolutionary so here comes the uranus to the mid of it you know marching yeah. in. um so i love this new chart i'm excited to explore <laughs> i love your new chart yeah <laughs> well i'll offer you you know one of the thing about about this with this um you know the the progressed new moon in the third house is is you know if you're not writing and you have pluto in the third it, it's going to be about writing you know so so give yourself permission to be fastidious in your process or in your use of language, but not to hold yourself back because of that critic and judge. Because that, that's going to be, you know, basically this is an, this progress new moon, an opportunity to reinvent what Virgo means for you. That's the other way to look at this. So as you look at a bunch of keywords for Virgo, forget critic, judge, you know, you know, analysis, paralysis person. Like, like just look for, 
enjoys the process, is detail-oriented, is forgiving because we're always learning new things, kind of like alters your relationship with Virgo and you'll be able to flow intuitively. Because the other thing is, like Gunnar was talking about this Gemini 12th house stuff, you know, Mars, Venus, creativity, action, you know, and then um, the Pluto and Virgo can actually serve to have you limit yourself because of uh, self-doubt or, or criticism. Um, and just understand, this is the, this is the thing I want to I want to leave you with. Um, uh, understand that if you have absorbed criticism or, or absorbed it or drawn it to you and then absorbed it about your voice, about your mind, about what you have to say, because it is very challenging for an intuitive person sometimes in that mode to put clear sentences together, and it is not intelligence that's the issue. It's living in multiple realms at once. <laughs> so, you know, so if if people have set, looked at you funny, like you shouldn't be talking, just say, you know what, I have these two sides, and I'm in the process of learning to to exercise each equally, so that this book can get and, and the other 45 of them can get written. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. Okay, can I just ask one more parting question? Yeah, one more quick one. Yeah. One more quick question. Yeah. Um, Tom. Yeah. Paris this year. What does that mean? Paris this year? Paris this year. What does that mean? Uh P A R I S the city, Paris in, in yeah, uh in France. This correct. year? Two thousand thirteen. Oh, is this is are you uh are you feeling an urge to go there? Are you having dreams or what's going on? Give me um, some context. I have been told that I was supposed to go to Paris in two thousand thirteen. It's related to the book, it's related oh. to Soulmate, it's related to um, actualization and complete awareness. Well, okay, so so stay stay open to this possibility while you work on this foundational process of allowing yourself to write and organize this larger project. Because as I as I you know let my eyes be intuitively guided around your chart, um, you know Chiron Neptune on the Saturn, you know in your Saturn, which is about work. You know, uh, you're supposed to open up to weird etheric energies and flow. You're supposed to get readings like this, you know, from 12th housey people. And, and, but also your progressed Venus is still on your sun. So creativity and, you know, moving energy, moving creative energy is going to help you shine more sun in the first. So, you know, I don't, I don't know any specifics about the Paris thing for this next year, but you know what? If you're getting that hint or someone suggesting that to you or perhaps an intuitive or a psychic, just set the intention now to flow with all this energy, to get your Virgo house in order in a way that actually serves you instead of as a critical detriment and stay open to that possibility and stay open to that. That is, um, that, that's what I'm saying. But Uranus is also transiting your ninth. And that can sometimes bring really interesting travel opportunities too, you know, long distance kind of things. It's possible. So, so yeah, thank you for calling in and thank you. And I'm glad that we got your chart straightened around uh, for Gwen's database <laughs> and her brain. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Anne. Awesome. You're Appreciate welcome. Them. Okay. And so uh, for the rest of you, the number is 877-230-3062. Yeah, it's just it's so interesting because Glenna, you're you're a Pluto and Virgo person as well, and um, it, it's just so interesting to me the incredible power of stop <laughs> that that criticism and self criticism and self doubt bring in because your 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 generation the births roughly from you know 1957 or 58 to about 1971 72 uh, 
you're professional critics. Like that's what you do best. Right. Quality control officers. That's right. That's right. A generation of quality control officers. Right. <laughs> and Nitpicking. we have to clean up the damn mess from the Plutos and Leos. You well, know? Right. Well, a little, the party ran a little late, so somebody's got to get up early and, and sweep up all the debris, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's just interesting to me because that, that's, that Pluto, that same symbol, is this you know potential empowerment through making informed choices about where your energy is going to go. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's just in general for anybody listening with this Pluto and Virgo uh, going on. And, and actually the book Emotional Archaeology has a section on Pluto generations and how uh, – I think I started with Gemini, which would be like the late 19th century because people in the, in, the, in, the, in the room had grandparents and parents who might have been in that generation. Uh, all the way through Pluto and Capricorn, which are the babies who are being born now. And looking at the thread of how that, which is which is fascinating, I, I think the book's worth it, even just for that uh, view on uh, you know kind of generational evolution uh, through Pluto. But in the in the Virgo section, you, you know, it's like this is your super strength, but it's also the this the thing that you can overdo and turn on yourself to keep yourself feeling small, but you know, keep yourself feeling less than. And yet, if you feel less than. You also can just stop it, just draw a line in the sand, and decide to make a choice to do something better and then to decide to to let that judge take the afternoon off. That is so empowering for your whole generation. Absolutely, absolutely. It is interesting, though, that Pluto and Virgo generation, I've heard Mark Jones, the astrologer from uh, Bristol, England, talk about how it's almost like that generation, we feel like we've killed somebody or something, you know, done something awful. We come in with this kind of feeling of like this just immense um, guilt or something. Yeah. I do notice that in my uh, Pluto and Virgo generation that we carry that. It's interesting. What do you yeah. make of that? Well, I mean, the, you know, the fundamental journey is about in the kind of in my my little library vocabulary brain thing is that it's about responsibility, Mm-hmm. So, so you have the best experiences across time in many lives of, you know, take, say, I, I will care for you, loved one. And, and, you know, and reorganizing and orienting and, you know, building a ramp in the house with a wheelchair and kind of like you have this amazing empowered experience that way. And you have this simultaneously in different lives, the experience of deciding not to take responsibility for somebody or something or, taking it on but having it be overwhelming and then judging yourself, not having any perspective that it was too much for anybody. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Well, and also I think it it carries this energy of how power has hurt us in the past. You know, the the patriarchal wound. Thinking of the Pluto and Virgo generation as being able to move in now and go, ah, okay, deep breath. Yeah. How's that been working for us? And how <laughs> right. we reinvented in a way that could actually, and we have a beautiful ability deeply to be able to kind of get our ducks in a row and figure out how to structure it, you know? Oh, and yeah. Do that. yeah. So, and then to see how to proactively choose where your energy is going to go. I, I work yeah, and with, power with, yeah. power over, because we got to stop. You know, I, I love um, being able to structure workshops and groups where it's like, okay, you know, how are we going to structure this so it's not just this 
um, one person packing the spotlights and right. it's all of you, but how do we, you know, like we did in your workshop where we all, there was such a mutually enhancing environment. It was so very nurturing and um, we have so much to give each other. And I, I see that coming in too with the more of a circular approach, um, power with rather than power over where it's more the hierarchical, uh, I'm going to squish you in order to get ahead. So, yeah. you know, around power healing as well. I think this is one of the, the major things that, that is happening now about uh, human evolution, and it's coming out of uh, that power over power under thing with Pluto, you know, living through duality or dualism where, you know, if we, if we tie physical – if we tie our, our confidence, you know, strength to uh, – and therefore our ability to be self-loving and self-approving and validating – to material reality in any way. This this is actually the beginning of every soul's journey soundbite that I do. Is this brief explanation about Plutonian empowerment? Um, and it's it's that if we if we tie it to that, my age, my my sexual prowess, my position in society, my money, if we tie it to that, we will lose it. Yeah. So gonna, so <laughs> body slam you. I say it's it attached. Yeah. Those kind of attachments are going to body slam you because exactly. it's not that. <laughs> And so then, yeah. if you know this other definition that I offer, you know people and and, and all these sound bites and readings is, if you know all parts of yourself and you accept each one unconditionally, no, there are no fear buttons left to push, and nobody, literally nobody, can overpower you. Mm-hmm. And this is the Plutonian shadow work of you know I, I you know I always I always have these three places in my you know the, the image inside my head, dark, dark attic. Uh, you know, musty closets, cobwebby, damp uh, basements. You know, like these places in the house where you might put stuff you don't want to look at all the time, or you you don't really want to deal with. So I, I always find myself repeating those phrases. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the shadow work, looking yeah. at. It. Yeah. And then, exactly. And as you were saying earlier, how much tremendous amount of energy is spent um, keeping something out of consciousness, and then. Okay, well, so we're going to take our second break now. Uh, actually, I'm going to give the phone number one more time. And if you want a reading uh, with me and Glenna, give us a call, 877-230-3062. Stay with us. Uh, we're going to come back from our second break in just a moment. is here. To evolve now, we must understand ourselves on all levels. It's time to live more consciously, release the past, heal our emotions, and develop solid boundaries going forward. What's the bottom line? We need to be present. A Living in the Present Tense Astrology Report by Tom Jacobs explores four points in your birth chart to help you upgrade your experience of energy and emotion. Pluto, Chiron, Lilith, and the asteroid Lucifer as Lightbringer are explained to help you heal and experience your multidimensional self. Readers call this report amazing, beautifully written, right on the mark. Join others living in the present tense today. Order your report through tdjacobs.com. 
the way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. back to the soul's journey i'm tom jacobs from tdjacobs.com and uh, joining me today is evolutionary astrologer glenna bain we're talking about emotional archaeology and digging around uh, in dark closets for uh, things we fear and plutonium material and bringing it to light and, and glenna you were going to ask me a question and i asked you yeah, to hold it during came. the break i said okay so what do we do you know like how do you face those fears i think there's a lot of people that actually want to have begun to muster the courage to want to actually deal with these fears that are coming up. But the question is, okay, so what does that look like? How do you, you know, what's a good way to face that? So what, yeah. what's your view on that? Well, so uh, the, the, the short answer that leads people on a garden path of discovery is get the soul's journey to emotional archaeology. <laughs> right? Because, because that, 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 you know, that's the first time that I've, I've explained to a group of people and recorded it. Uh, the, the process that I call emotional archaeology, including the Plutonian work. And, and, you know, one of the things is to be gentle and stay slow, but stay in, intentional about focus, and that's why we need each other. That's why evolutionary astrologers are so important, because um, they have, you know, we have training in looking at certain things that might be a little more difficult for most of us to look at. We've, and, and the thing about astrologers in general is that they only get in, I have to tell you this, they only get into it to learn about their own charts. So, it, you know, that's why that's why all of us did this. And then suddenly... Well, think about the money yeah. we saved in psychotherapy. Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. Well, now, and now we can offer it to other people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so so it, it's being willing to look at a fear while, develop, while developing faith that this is not the end of the world. So I also encourage people to send cords into the earth and get grounded. And they can go to my homepage, tdjacobs.com, and download a free 13-minute grounding meditation. Um, I hand it out willy-nilly. I tell people constantly all over the world to download it, and they do. And it, and it helps get connected to the earth, which can develop or help us foster development of you know, be, having some faith that, A, we're not alone. B, whatever's happening is not the end of the world. Yeah. So, you know, so for me, it's like, how do we do that? I don't think you can do it just through astrology. I think you have to develop faith and get grounded. That's my, you know, my understanding anyway. Well, one thing I was thinking, too, is that you think of the chart like a map and you can navigate it any way you want to. But an astrologer can help kind of, you know, there's a like a flashing light here. Dig here if you want to actually right. get into this area where it will actually empower you eventually. First, you have to. Look at something that makes you just say, "Oh, holy shit! I don't want to look at that." But that's right. You know, that's right. So it's a process, and yeah, I that there's more support than just astrologers. You know, um, yeah, getting um, a good friendships that you can talk to about these things. Right. Psychotherapy could actually be a part of it, but the, yeah, definitely. Um, 
yeah, being able to, you know, kind of get your bearings around what the territory looks like. You, you kind of illustrated that with Anne's reading where you're pointing out, you know, it looks like the soul comes in with where I had to lie to stay alive. So, you know, yeah. I'd have to deal with some of that kind of karma. And it just, the, to me, that's why I adore astrology so much is it cuts right through the crap to the chase. I don't want to tell my story for 10 years, you know, so oh, yeah. it's efficient and uh, <sighs> Yeah. And a beautiful way to just cut cut the fat out, get right to the meat of it, and it feels like someone just threw me a football, and I've got it, and I can run in the direction that I want with it, but at least kind of I know what I'm dealing with, you know? Exactly, that's, that's, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Cool, thank you. So yeah. we do have another caller, Suzanne, and let me give uh, you and our, our uh, unseen friends here, the listeners that are data. Uh, <laughs> Suzanne was born June 6th, 1972. At 9.13 p.m. in Bronx, New York. Once again, June 6th, 1972, 9.13 p.m. in Bronx, New York. I always repeat these, by the way, because I have Mercury and Neptune together. And uh, I lose detail. Yeah. So I... <laughs> okay. I really so, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So, Suzanne, you're on with us? You here? Hi. Yes, I'm here. Hi. Great. Welcome to the show. And, and what's, your, uh, what's your question? Actually, I've never had an astrology reading done before, so I'm just kind of curious. It fascinates me. I'm just wondering what's going oh. on in my chart right now. Oh, okay. Well, let's do a little. Let's do a little uh, uh, um, a dance. Let's just kind of jump around and look at things. Uh, look at things briefly. Uh, since I had the chart up first and I gave the uh, da- the the Glenna to the data second, <laughs> we will. We'll just look. Well, well, I'll tell you. I'll start off with just saying, transiting Pluto is uh, just about done with its uh, dance over your first house, Jupiter. And what this means is, uh, transiting Pluto wants to bulldoze what doesn't work, right? So that you can build something new that's great. But there is a process of destruction. There, there, there just admittedly there is. Your Jupiter in the first in Capricorn um, has to do with belief and faith and hope and optimism. Uh, developed over time in a structured way uh, and taking self-interested action, you know, about those beliefs. Basically, you probably have a level of optimism or pessimism. I mean, I can hear the optimism just from the, you know, what you said in the beginning, but I can hear that Jupiter. But basically, whatever that Jupiter was doing, optimism, pessimism, you know, faith or, you know, depression, whatever it was doing, you've been through a revolutionary process the last, you know, maybe a little over three years. So, so that's a major thing that you're just coming out of. And that's going to be also, what do I want to do? What am I willing to do? What's my choice here? And Pluto's going to have been bulldozing some things in your life about that lately. So reinvention is kind of what's up now. Now the dust has settled from that bulldozing and you can choose kind of what structures you might want to build here or there. Does that make sense to you given what's been going on? Or just a lot of family drama going on. Oh, really? Oh, that's really knocking you down. Yeah, Glenna, what do you do? You want to do? You want to jump in about about something? Yeah. Well, I was I was just gonna say that you know we're looking at this um, essence of the the one who needs a lot of variety and to cover a lot of ground with the soul of the pioneer. And then here comes Uranus, you know, and you say family drama. So the moon is where our security is and um, and the, the planet of the revolution coming in to um, have contact with this tender inner world. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would bode for, you know, some kind of a disruptive 
influence. But I think it's also interesting, Tom, what you said about the, you know, all these Plutonian changes. I would imagine it's an evolutionary push, Suzanne, in the direction of you're being able to grow into because your your soul's intention is to actually build your life in a way that's much more um, satisfying. We, we lost you there for a second. Are you still here? Yeah. You're yeah. Here. Could, you, could you repeat the sentence, please? Uh, which, which, where did I leave? I, I heard, just... I think I heard building your life and then you kind of okay. cut out. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So it, it's the, with the soul, uh, the. Oh, you cut out again. Well, this is weird. North <laughs> node. Really? <laughs> you cut out, you cut out again. No, no, no. It's good. Gonna, could you try it a third time? This is really interesting. <laughs> I will. Okay. So maybe she doesn't want to hear it, but anyway. <laughs> then she needs to. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the fact that the soul is intending to learn lessons around how to be fairer to itself, um, to, to get its own needs met, you know, because I feel the Saturn there with the sun. So, like, at an essence level, um, you need to be able to start these new things that make you feel happy and not get stuck in these ruts. So, as you're pushed on this inner level with this Pluto in the first house to, you know, expand and transform, then you can get more in touch with whatever's getting disrupted at home. It's part of what's going to help set you free. Does that make sense? Oh, yes, Definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that, Glenna, as you're talking, my, my eyes get drawn to this progressed sun, which is at 25 Cancer, nearing that south node in the seventh in Cancer. So th- this also is going to be going to be something about family as well, because um, progressed sun is the evolving identity and kind of how you keep your crap straight and kind of who's making decisions in your life. That person within you evolves. You know, the person who's running the meeting is your psyche. And uh, and that's evolving, and that's in the sign of like, you're always a Gemini, but that's you know for 30 years in the sign of Cancer, so you're adding stuff. But n- nearing the South Node, it's like your I- evolving identity needs to dig into that family past. Cancer is all about family. Yeah, exactly. And, so there's going to be some challenges to let go of old stories, perhaps. That's right. Yeah, exactly. That's right. So what they told you. You, who, about who you are, what they modeled for you, who you are, um, is reflecting certain beliefs that you may have picked up because you kind of thought that a certain event meant this. But you're wrong. <laughs> it's, 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 you're wrong. Please be happy that you've been wrong because because now this is the opportunity. I mean, this this is a real um, you know going into the the family basement. And there, there, there are all the photo albums, and there's you with the with the funny glasses at 13, and the and the crooked teeth, and the huge smile, and you're like, ah, that's so awkward. How could you see me like this? And please don't hold me in that identity that made me so uncomfortable. And now you get to bring in this, you know, the potential for empowered son to say, you know, this is actually who I am. Can we kind of reinvent some of these relationships? I think that's I think that's your opportunity. But of course, on the face of it, it's just going to look like going through all this crap from the past. But your opportunity is to get present, get get grounded. I'll, I'll tell you to go to my site and download the meditation because you get grounded so that you can um, do that. And now I understand, and after seeing that symbol, I understand the Pluto over the Jupiter in the first. Because Jupiter in the first wants to be big, but yours is retrograde. 